0: Well hi there, if I haven't had the pleasure of meeting you before, my name's Troy and I used to provide leadership at New Community Ringwood up to about five months ago before I I took a trip over to uh, St Andrews in Scotland to undertake some study for about nine months before I head home. In fact, um, for those of you that have been tracking with me, I just came from a class um, given by one of the teachers here by the name of Tom Wright, which was really good. And I've just walked down to the um, the local fishery down here, because we are just by the ocean and all the cray nets are out, and there's the wall that heads out into it. And just as I spin around here, you can see that the top of the cathedral there, because um, we're just in East Sands, which is directly opposite from West Sands, Where those of you who might know that golf comes from St Andrews here um, is just within eyesight and also the place where, uh, I think they filmed, they did, they filmed Chariots of Fire, the running on the beach. So that's been me for the last five months. In fact, I've been taking some golf lessons in between doing my studies, which uh, I want you to know I haven't been doing lots of, but it's a chance for a break. Um, Anyway, I was taking one of the under grads back to their accommodation just last week, and he said, were you religious all your life? And I said to him, actually, I grew up in a home that uh, had folks that took me along to church, but there needed to be a time in my own life where I had to discover, do I believe this stuff because my parents believed it or because I actually believed it myself? I said to him, there's three reasons why I believe that there's a God, and I call myself a Christian, a follower of Jesus. I said, the first reason is that you and I shouldn't be having this conversation, I mean, my science background says that we're primarily made up of what? Carbon, oxygen, and a hydrogen, and a few other atoms, and put all those atoms together, uh, shake them up, and you and I should not be here. We should not actually exist. It's ridiculous that we are. I said, so when I look around at the Creation around about me, and I think of all the complexity of the atoms and the molecules, and all of that coming together to create a conscious, relational beings. Said so the only thing that I conclude that makes most sense of that is that there's a relational, powerful being behind this universe. Said so that's why I believe in God. Said, so, but that wouldn't be enough for me to call myself a Christian. And so that leads me that I said to the second point is that I believe that there's a person, a historical person, by the name of Jesus and he was a Jewish guy. This guy has Jewish uh, ethnic background. I said, uh, and he made some outlandish, ridiculous claims. He claimed to be able to forgive people. He claimed that God was his father. He claimed that he would rise from the dead. He had powers to heal people miraculously. Um, He cast out all evil spirits from people that were, uh, if you like, demonizing them. He spoke profoundly into people's life about what a flourishing life would look like. And he said, anyone who follows me will have life and have it to the full, not just for eternity, but you'd experience it here and now. I said, the reason why I call myself a follower of Jesus is that I actually believe not only in the historical Jesus, but in the Jesus that came to new life and is alive right now, sitting and reigning in the heavens, even though it might be beyond the, the eyesight um, that we can see right now, beyond our vision. I said, the third reason why I call myself a follower of Jesus and believe in God is because he's spoken to me audibly before and he has this uncanny way of answering prayers. Not all of them the way in which I'd like it to, but I said, God has spoken to me. I can't deny my experience of him. He said, well, tell me how he's done that. And I explained a situation some years ago where God spoke to me audibly when I was praying and he backed it up with a telephone call from Australia, 12,000 kilometres away, that I could not have in any way uh, orchestrated. Um, and I said, my experiences over my life had led me to believe and to encounter a God that's real, that wants to be involved in our lives. And as I think about new community, all the way over here in St. Andrews, I think that the the core heart of what we've always been on about is wanting to help people connect with a living loving, powerful God who reaches into people's lives, restores them, heals lives, restores marriages, helps us in profound ways, and calls us to live as a self-sacrificing community filled with love that will allow other people who don't have any other place to connect or be part of to be involved in that and to participate with him in transforming his world for good until I believe he's gonna come back and do it in full one day. That's always been the heart of NCR. And I hope that that will continue to be. So I look forward to getting back and to sharing with you the things I've been learning. But at the heart of it is a person called Jesus. And then when someone reaches out to him and opens up their life and says, come into my heart, I believe in who you are. I believe he pours and breathes his spirit into someone's body and mind. And it changes their perspective and does so profoundly. In fact, I've been working on a, a bit of a an idea about how to communicate what this Jesus is all about, who he is and where we fit into the middle of it. So I'm gonna go for a walk down onto the sand right now because I need to draw a picture and uh, I'll see if it makes sense to you. I hope it makes sense to me. Um, So I'm gonna go there now and I'll see you in a minute or two. Okay, so here we are on the beach and some of you might be able to see that there's some surfers out there in the water. I was about an hour too late on the memo that came out last, um, what, yesterday. And they were taking the first 8 people who could sign up and uh, I was probably about the 12th so I've missed out otherwise I'd probably be out there right now. Um, But the waves aren't that big, it's quite calm and it's a really nice evening here. Some of you might have grown up in um, religious families, some of you may have grown up with no faith connection whatsoever maybe the only picture you had of God or have of God is that he's kind of this this angry God that sits up in the heavens and he's got a long white beard. And I know it's a caricature that's been overplayed, but for many people, um, that might be the image and the picture they have of God that he's angry, that he's not really interested in this world. And if he is, he's pretty disappointed with it. Well, over the past 16 years at New Community, we have been trying to figure out ways that we can talk about Jesus in ways that break some of those stereotypes, but it's pretty authentic and genuine in the way in which it might connect with people. In fact, we shaped some of our, my thinking originally of uh, a Celtic spirituality in communities. Just uh, last week, I visited the Holy Isle, which is on the eastern coast of, um, of England, up in the northeast, And uh, I got to chat with someone who's been involved in helping to uh, create communities that might reflect um, some of the different ways in which we can talk about and live out this experience of of who Jesus is. So I've been just thinking about uh, ways in which we could um, talk about uh, God's plans and purposes and and response to this world. So um, think about it in this way. You know, when I think about the world and God as being a creator, the first thing I think about is that he made this world and says that he loves it. And his message to us is that no matter who we are, no matter where we've been, no matter what we've done or has been done to us, God thinks that you and I are imbued with incredible worth and value just because he has created it. In fact, matter matters to him. This world matters, all of it. So like God's green... Second thing that I realise is that human beings are just wired for relationship, and the best way I understand how that happens is because there's a God, a Creator who is, exists in relationship with Himself um, as Father, Son, and Spirit. He's a relational God, who is uh, the Three in One, the One who actually is wired within Himself to exist in self-giving, loving, caring relationship, and He's wired that into each one of us. Now. Um, that's I guess where we come into it is that God's wired us to be primarily firstly in relationship with him and when we're connected to the source of of love and and power and 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 goodness um, then that's supposed to flow out into the relationships around about us but I think if we're honest with ourselves we, re- we realize that um, you know we can do some of the most profoundly good things, and we can do some of the most profoundly dark things too. In fact, we, we need fixing. Um, when you look around the world, when you when you see the newspapers, when you listen to the news of a night time, you pretty quickly realize that human beings can do great things, but we also are need, uh, in need of, of great repair. I mean, that works for our relationships we're in. I mean, think about a relationship that you're in right now, and uh, it's not always easy, is it? In fact, some of those painful things that have happened to us are through um, how, how other people have treated us, and sometimes though, we've treated other people as well. In fact, Jesus himself said that it's not what goes into human beings that make them unclean um, or is the problem, it's what comes out of us. Sometimes there's this selfishness or, or greed or anger or those things that you know that contribute towards making relationships hard work. And so when God looks at this world, he realizes it's of infinite worth, but he knows that you and I, if he's going to fix it, are in, need of, are in need of great repair as well. And that's the good news of Jesus, honestly, is that he, when he came to earth, he showed us the profoundly human way to live, but he also died on a cross and claimed that he would rise again to new life. And the way in which the Bible talks about that is saying that when he died on the cross, he was taken upon himself all of the darkness, all the uncleanness, all of the wrong of the world, and he was somehow on that cross defeating it. And when he came to new life, he, he actually defeated the greatest darkness of all, which was death itself. So that anyone who places their trust in Jesus as being the rightful king of this world, if you like, they come alive to God again. He reaches down into them, and He actually sends and pours out His Spirit into their life, which reconnects us back to the Creator Being, and what actually connects us back, not only in relationship to Him, but helps us profoundly that, that to overflow into relationships with one another. If you like, God does a great repair job in, my, in our own hearts, and that has effect and outflows into the relationships around about. That's why God's into fixing this world. And one of the things that we believe around here at New Community is that when we partner with God, we flourish. Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and have it to the full. And that's the experience that we have. And we try and live out in our own lives because of the relationship we have with God. So if you're here this morning and you have been invited along and this is your first time into a church community since you remember, well done you for coming along. Well done for you to taking that step and but being a bit courageous. Some of you may have done it just because you wanted to get that pesky Christian off your back and say, oh look, i come along once, but now you're here and you sense something that there's more than just this community, than just people gathering in a room, that there's something of God here. In fact, that's what New Community loves to be able to convey and help people see is that God transforms people's lives. It doesn't mean that they're perfect, but it means that they've been forgiven, they've been transformed, that God's dwelling and living within them, and it makes all the difference in their life. He's into healing relationships. He's into restoring things that are broken. He's into helping people forgive and to move forward, to flourish and discover that with God, you may know life and you may know it to the full. So I'd encourage you here this morning, if you are just coming along for the first time or you've been coming along for a few months now, ask about this person, Jesus, because I believe that when you open up your life to him and say, Jesus, come into my life, that he pours and he breathes his spirit into someone and he brings them alive, like they've never been alive before. I mean, you might've been breathing, but it's life and it's life with God. One of the old early church fathers said, God reaches out with his left and his right arm. The Father reaches out with the right arm of his Son and the left arm of his Spirit. And he does so to embrace us and to draw us back to himself. I pray that you might discover the loving power and the transforming life that God the Father has through his Son and his Spirit. Look forward to meeting you in a few months' time. Hope you hang around and hope to see you soon. Bye now.